This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hello, welcome to Real Answers. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and we are going to be talking today about your life purpose, um, specifically what you can do to get more on track, more connected um, with, you know, this essence of who you are and bring it and express it in the world. So um, it, in about 20 minutes after the first break, um, I am going to be back with um, an, uh, Angelica Rose. And Angelica Rose uh, is going to be giving some of her, her insights and perspectives on life purpose and how specifically you can get in touch um, with your life purpose uh, uh, moving forward. So Thank you so much for joining me today. And one of the things that I've noticed um, from my from my own experience in in working with clients is that I you know in one way or another we're dealing with their um, you know some aspect of life purpose right we're dealing with some way that they're wanting to see more of the essence of who they are the core of who they are out and expressed into the world and that um you know that expression of their core self it comes with such a deep satisfaction that once people get kind of a, a little bit of it right they start thinking how can i do more of this what are ways that i can can create more um of this uh sense of of me meaning and uh and satisfaction in my life and I want to start out specifically by addressing the relationship of our, our, our heart and our head when it comes to our life purpose. So a lot of times, uh, as we try to figure things out, right, we're doing just that. Um, we, we, you know, we'll maybe do some exercises, read some books, uh, you know, start working at things from a really mental place. And this, you know, wherever we get started, uh, however we get started is, uh, is perfect, right? So, so, uh, it's not a matter of doing, um, anything wrong in the process of discovering your life purpose. It's more about being able to get things, uh, like more right, you know, being or being able to bring in certain tools or skills that really help us um, be able to um, express ourselves more. Um, And that maybe without them, we're a little bit more challenged, right? So when we work at things from our head, 
um, there are some wonderful things we can do. We can organize, we can strategize, we can analyze, um, all of that kind of stuff. And once again, that's very helpful in, in discovering aspects of our life purpose. Um, but you know, the part that I emphasize all the time is what it really takes for us to connect in with ourselves. You know, how is it that we can shift from that trying to understand, which always leaves us a little bit distant from what it is that we're trying to do. So how can we move from that trying to understand to that place of uh, deeper uh, connectedness? And, you know, one of the things that, you know, kind of come up along the way is that the clearing out, clearing out the things that start to um, clutter up our, our lives and make it difficult to be able to see what it is that is really our desire and in our longing and moving it forward. And um, this clutter can take a number of different uh it can take on a number of different things. It can be drama in our lives. It can be, you know, an overemphasis on some kind of an outcome with life purpose. Sometimes that comes with an overemphasis on, you know, the finances that are connected to it. At other times, you know, it can be that it, it's supposed to look like something or that it should come with some kind of a claim, some kind of status. So when these things start to gum up the works, they start to, you know, kind of hold us in a place where we're unable to access the kind of natural um, flow of our, our, our life and our work. Um, and what we can experience is, is hardship. What we can experience is like, like needing to push or force or it's almost like we're working against life rather than with it. Things can feel particularly hard. You know, not challenging, but hard, like struggle. And this is an indicator that we're, we're maybe working in a way that's less than ideal for us. Right? So that, that struggle, that real struggle is an indicator that we're working in a way that is less than optimal for us. And so sometimes instead of changing, uh, you know, what you're doing or where you're inquiring or, you know, how, you know, well, instead of changing kind of the certain things that you're doing, the activities that you're doing to find your, find your life purpose, sometimes what needs to happen is there needs to be a really profound shift in how you're going about it. That to uncover more of what your life is really about you're moving past the um you know the the 
the figuring out you're moving past the um you know the working through activities or the building things out and you're looking at at the fundamental way that I'm doing this at the at the my base level approach on an energetic level am I approaching things the way that really works for me that is is really going to leave me with that feeling of satisfaction you know there've been a number of different people you know in you know kind of throughout recent history um and that have talked about looking at instead of, you know, what you're doing, looking at how you're feeling about, about it. Right? Uh, Danielle Laporte would be one of those and looking at the desire map. How are you feeling? How do you want to feel? Versus what are you trying to get done? Or what are you trying to figure out? Or being able to come up with a label name, you know, business occupation uh, that represents your life purpose. So I want to take a look at that a little bit. That how are you feeling as you're approaching your life? Um, how are you feeling about the ways that you are engaged with your world? And are they optimal for you? Are they supporting that essence of who you are? And so this can take a little bit of looking at. This can take a little bit of of inquiry because many of us haven't been taught to see this way. We haven't been taught to uh, see and really understand things um, in uh energetic terms in the way that, uh, you know, the way that we engage, right? So do we push? Do we pull? Do we overly complicate? Do we simplify too much? You know, do we pay attention, put too much emphasis on, you know, the lists and not enough emphasis on the emotion? Right? So we, we can almost, it's almost easier sometimes to get through this, um, or, uh, to figure out how to be in better relationship with ourselves. It's almost easier sometimes to look at some of the ways that people typically do things, the ways that we typically do things, and then, uh, you know, go in the opposite direction of that. Um, because that's what we can see. That's what we do have awareness of. And what that allows us to do is then start to develop the awareness of really, like I was saying, these, these energetic patterns and finding ones that are more helpful to us. So I'll give you an example from, you know, how I learned about this from, from my own life, um, that I thought, I mean, it was, it was really dramatic 
dramatically changing, really shifted things for me quite a bit. And um, I have always been a very willful person, which means that if I come up with an idea and I want to move it forward, um, I have kind of what's necessary to be able to push it forward, move it forward, um, you know, almost regardless of of whether it's a good idea or not. I'm not quite that extreme, but um, I'm 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 pretty close, and um, and so. One of the challenges has, has been that when I come up with an idea, and I have plenty of ideas, that I can write immediately upon having an idea, jump into action, and start moving it forward. Well, some people might say, well, gosh, that's really wonderful, and <laughs> I wish I had some of that, you know. Um, and uh, there are times where it is really wonderful, but I can tell you how I found a better way of working that allowed me to align more with my life purpose. So instead of moving to that place of immediate from idea, from inspiration, moving directly to, you know, will and action. I recognized that I needed to give myself a little bit more space or time. And that if I, instead of immediately going from the idea into action, I shifted and I relaxed and then I started to observe whether or not moving forward was the right thing for me. Um, I made better decisions about where I used my energy. So that's still a little bit abstract, but what I'm hoping it does is, is give some clarity around how that shift, what that did is that took me from wasting a lot of energy doing many things, some of which we're on point to being more economical in the way that I was using my energy and therefore feeling stronger, feeling that what I focused on got more attention and then getting deriving a deeper satisfaction from that. And you can see how that starts to shift me into a place where I can feel more aligned with, I can feel like I'm able to um, act more on my own life purpose, right? I have a deeper level of satisfaction on a regular basis because of a shift in the way that I'm approaching things. So we all have things like that, not just one, but multiple ways where we might have something that has even been a really strong skill or gift um, that has worked for us in certain circumstances and then stops working for us. For example, a lot of times uh, my clients have been very successful in moving their life forward, they've been very successful in their careers and they're doers. They can get things done. Right? And in, in getting that done, they can check things off their list. You know, they get kudos, they get pats on the back about how great they get things done. Wonderful, wonderful skill to have. And then because of this, 
um, ability to get things done, they maybe don't check in all the time with themselves and then lose out in a deeper connection to themselves and making sure that some of the more nurturing, um, connective uh, activities are there. Right. So they miss out on, on really bringing in that meaningful, fulfilled, healthy perspective, even though they have a really great skill or ability. And so this creates the emotional, you know, uh, imbalance that even if we're doing something that we love, we don't feel as good about it. And that stops us from realizing our full potential. It stops us from our full expression. So it's important to take a look at how it is that we're, we're going about our daily lives and checking in and saying, are they really in service with this, to this essence of who we are? So a little starter um, for you this morning about life purpose, and I'm going to take a, a quick uh, commercial break, and then I'm going to be back with um, Angelica Rose, and we're going to talk more about uh, life purpose and um, how it is that you can uh, connect more with, you know, the you know, your own, in her terms, your own inner spirit and connect more with that essence of who you are. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Educator Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Hello, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers, and we've been talking about ways that you can connect more with your life purpose. And now I have with me Angelica Rose. And uh, um, Angelica Rose is a universal gifted angel messenger, medium, uh, inner speed. Uh, inner spirit activation spe- specialist. Uh, she's also a certified hypnotherapist and an author of um, uh, ebooks, relaxation CDs, um, and talks on spiritual oneness. And um, I- Angelica also created an online se- a s- a series called Spiritual Journey from Human Consciousness to Spiritual Oneness. Um, and that is available on both an MP3 and MP4. And she has been a uh, 
certi- certified as a minister of love, which that's really fantastic, um, is since uh, 2007. So uh, thank you, Angelica, for joining me today. Well, thank you for the invite. That was uh, such a beautiful, long, drawn out ex- introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, you know, we've been talking a little bit about life purpose. And one of the questions that I love to ask people um, when they come on is really how they came to do the work that they're doing. So what brought you to into um, into your work in the world? You know, it's such a long answer. The short answer is I, I remember Remember having this memory that kept popping up at, at our birth that said I was a chosen one and I never knew what it meant. Obviously I went to India and heard the same thing and I said, what are you talking about? What does a chosen one mean? And they just smiled at me and then as I started coming more and more and more into my, into my gifts, even though I've had them my whole life and I started using them to support myself um, fully and completely by coming out of the closet and I'm not gay, I um, I knew that that's what they were talking about is that I thought everybody had these kinds of gifts. It, you know, it was like I knew I was different, but I didn't realize that this difference was expressed in the way that it's being expressed. And so for me, it just... It was just really profound to be able to share it and to choose very much to be humble about it rather than letting the ego um, get caught up in in it, around it. Yeah. So so um, to kind of uh, – I'm going to rephrase that. Um, so you were always aware of the gifts that you had and kind of in some way, but then there were, there were these turning points in your life where you were able to, you know um, – take action on them more or be more aware of them or bring them in more fully. Um, uh, some of that, it sounds like was, you know, learning to talk about them with other people or share them with other people. Yes. It, it, the sharing was the part that at first was very uncomfortable because when I did even use the word spiritual in some of the areas I lived, people thought that was witchcraft Mm-hmm. And so part of it had to be kind of kept in a, in a, what I chose to call a closet, you know, without using certain words, just more so to be respectful than it was out of fear. Mm-hmm. And then I just got to the point where, you know, if I used the word spiritual, I lost a project, literally got fired because I used the word spirit in, in an email on a, on my signature. And, and at that point I said, I'm done. Uh huh. All right. That's a perfect example about how sometimes these challenging events that come in our life help push us in the direction of of really realizing our life purpose. Yes. Yes. And I've always and I and I knew that the beginning part of um, my chapter, I call it in my life, had to do more with unraveling enough of that of which is standing in the way for me to come more into my purpose because. Sometimes you have to get through family things, ancestral things in order to really come clear on what it is that you're here to be doing in the, more fully in the first place. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that would be, you know, I was talking a little bit and about clearing the clutter of our lives so that we can be more connected to our life purpose. And that can show up in all sorts of ways. Like you said, that can be our family, can be ancestral, it can be in so many different dimensions of our life. Um all right. So it always cracks me up that before you go into the next thing, I have to laugh because it's really funny when you hear people go, "Oh, I cleaned my house. I cleaned up my closet. I, I clean. I cleared all these kinds of things, which is a metaphor for like cleaning up parts of your life. But when it comes to like cleaning up what's inside of you, it's almost like what? <laughs> you know? Right. Right, right. No, it's true. I mean, I actually work both those ends with clients. Sometimes I, I have clients clean their house when they're trying to clean up their insides, um, as a way of, of kind of taking symbolic action. And then, um, and then the reverse, you know, of really remembering yeah. that, you know, we're, you know, there's, there's a lot to be, to be cared for. And I think um, what happens is a lot of times when people are looking inside, um, what keeps coming up for me to share is that people get caught up on judging themselves or being too hard on themselves or feeling something's wrong with themselves because they have these things inside of them that they feel ashamed about. And gosh, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about or feel bad about. It's like part of why you're here in the first place is right. that that's why you came here is to mature it, to evolve it, to empower it to a place where you are free finally from it ruling your life. Yeah, I I really like I I heard this said um I, I in an I, I, where is all those little things in your life, all those challenges, some of the things that maybe you want to get rid of and you can't, or, you know, the things that happen to your life that are maybe, maybe a hardship or maybe just a redirect, that they're all perfectly, perfectly placed and for you to unfold in exactly the way that, you know, you're, you're meant to. And that, um, by, uh, getting to that level of self-acceptance, right? Of being willing to accept that, um, part of the process, it takes a huge amount of, of the angst out of, uh, you know, kind of evolving ourselves. Yeah, it's like resistance is futile and pushing it only creates more of the resistance, which creates the fear that keeps you stuck in the first place. <laughs> yes, very well said. <laughs> so, um, you talk about human ego control and, you know, what, what exactly does that mean to you and, and what does that look like? I, I think that we're, we're in the general ball, ballpark of it right now. You know, I was hesitating about sharing this part, but in order for me to, to make it clear to the audience, I am going to be a little vulnerable and share something. And I don't know if that's something that I talk to you personally about, but with your permission, I do want to, um, because it feels it's appropriate. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm an angelic walk-in and as an angelic walk-in, you get to see both sides of the world, the physical world and the spiritual world. And, in the spiritual world, it's very different than what it's like in the physical world when you come in as a walk-in, and I can go into what that means if you'd like. But when we have the ego, that's the human personality that runs part of the belief system in a person's life, and some of it serves you and some of it doesn't. And the parts that serve you and 
is proactive. And so when the ego is proactive in those areas, you feel it. You feel that inspired action because you're connected more with your truth, your purpose, your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't feel like a control. But when you have areas in your life that are dysfunctioning in your life, not that you're dysfunctional, but are dysfunctioning or outdated or just are no longer empowering your life, and it continues to run in your life, then the ego controlling it becomes backfired where you get caught up in this feeling of feeling stuck or blocked or disempowered or fearful or insecure or negative or limitations and then what happens is it creates this turmoil that creates that feeling of separation from that inspired action and that's where I talk about the ego trying to control it where the resistance comes into play because it's it's literally driving the car in your life yep yep perfect Perfect. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the way that I often talk about that is, you know, there's the, you know, we have our ego. We're, we're always going to have our ego and it has, um, a very, uh, effective, you know, helpful use. And then it has a way that it can really block us from, uh, being able to connect in with that deeper part of who we are. Um, and it is a matter of sort of how it's, um, used that allows a person to be able to either be more connected uh, with their deeper self or whether it sort of works as a screen. Um, do you have um well, before you before you say something I wanted to interject that that's so beautifully put because some people, especially when you're on the spiritual path, they want to kill off their ego or they want right. to shove it away and like you, I believe an ego is your friend. It's just a matter of it expressing it in a way that serves you rather than creates that conflict within you. Right. There's also something about identification with it too, which is that, you know, one of the major limitations that comes with our ego is when we get so caught up in it that we believe that it is the reality. Exactly. Um, or who you are. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Like, and the, like the thoughts that you're those thoughts or you're those emotions or you're that body. It, it right. creates, it create, that's the turmoil because you're so hooked into it that it's controlling your life. And so that's the bingo of what ego control is. Yes. Yep. Great. Perfect. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so for you, what does, um, uh, activating the, uh, inner spirit mean? When you activate the inner spirit, and it's a process, it's not something I or anybody in the physical realm, I believe, can tell you when it's activated. It's a universal timing of its activation. When you start to activate your inner spirit, what that means is that when enough of the self-defeating beliefs in the personality have been unraveled, matured, evolved to a point where it aligns more with your spirit because when your body dies, you're a spirit that continues to move on. Your body isn't who you are. Your mind or the emotions aren't who you are. It's a vessel you use to experience living here on earth and to learn what you came here to learn and to evolve and to serve into your purpose. And so as you start to unravel enough of those self-defeating beliefs, you start to move more in alignment with 
your spirit, your inner spirit, and it becomes a oneness with it where you start to feel this sense of freedom. You start to feel this sense of enlightenment. You start to feel these heightened levels of love and joy and peace and abundance and health and vitality because you're in alignment with the inner spirit rather than that conflict that occurs when the self-defeating beliefs or the personality controls you to a point where you feel blocked or separated. Right. So your inner spirit starts to get activated and what that means is it becomes more active in your life and the ego becomes less active with trying to dominate your life and there's that sense of connectivity more. The, one of the ways that I like to talk about it, so when you say inner spirit, I often use the core, core. And so, um, when, uh, when you clear out that stuff is, <laughs> and, and, uh, your ego becomes, uh, instead of being, um, you know, uh, like almost thick and difficult to see through, right? It's almost like it's, um, uh, like it, water. It becomes like a veil, right? It's like a layer. Right? And so from that, the core then is like stronger, brighter, more expanded. And it's not that the ego isn't there. It's not that even, you know, in my language, the lower self stuff isn't there. That, you know, we still have all of these layers, but they are more, they, uh, you know, they're more translucent and right and, and, and healthier. And so then that inner self just comes out, uh, so much more easily. And, um, and we, we start to reap the rewards of that. Like you were saying where, you know, you get all of these, you know, more expansive emotions that come along with everyday living that then put a lot of life into perspective, um, and make it easier to, you know, kind of make decisions and build things that are both in alignment with you and then also with the, the world. Very, you know, and I love that you use the word core because I talk a lot about the core, like the onion. When you unravel enough of or peel enough of the layers of your onion, you get to your core essence. And I used to use the word inner essence specialist and people used to say what kind of um essential oils are you selling <laughs> <laughs> the things that you learn when you try to promote your work <laughs> I'm just like, yeah it's an essence it's an essential it's essential but it's not an oil <laughs> um, so, then it, so then i got in my guidance to use the word inner spirit and it feels more appropriate anyway but i just i couldn't stop laughing when people use that question. so the core is basically you and you just use such beautiful words when you express is you're getting to your to your innermost beingness which is your spirit which is your core because it's inside that inside your heart inside your your deepness of it and when your ego feels that aliveness of that spirit and it connects with it and it recognizes it and it knows its truth rather than the illusions of the self-defeating beliefs running your life and you know, creating these illusions, these veils that block, that are blocked, you do experience freedom to live life in a way that doesn't feel encumbered, but rather feels very freeing. Absolutely. So I am sure that there are people who would love to know, how do you activate your inner spirit? That's the part that I absolutely love that I'm 
very blessed. <laughs> um, as an angelic walk-in, I work with these beautiful, I work with the angelic realm, obviously, and I also work with these amazing, spiritual, evolved, uh, pure loving beings that when I first walked in have helped me to unravel enough of what was in the way for me to feel that connection even stronger. I always felt this, this the connection. It just, it was almost like, again, living in two different worlds. And so when I work with people, I, um, I actually guide these beings because they can't physically see your body to the energy parts that are necessary and they download these vibrations of love that literally shake up the parts of the areas in the ego that is stuck and that Mm -hmm. needs to come up in the form of energy to be released. And some people feel that releasing through memories in their mind, through stories, through emotions, um, they process it. The part that gets them stuck is when they put their attention on that of which is being released rather than that of which was downloaded. The love, the vibrations, and, yep. and the freedom comes when it's released and it's brought into what I call the light of love and you start feeling more spacious inside of you because you're getting closer to, to using your word, the core of who you, who your spirit is. And that's how it gets activated. It pushes things up and then things get expanded. Does that make sense? Uh huh. I want to highlight something that you said. Um, it's a process piece. It's about when people pay more attention to what is being kind of lifted away or breaking up it, than they do to what's coming in. And I think that this is such a critical, um, you know, personal process, you know, personal evolution, uh, piece. Because, um, when we learn that in order to heal, it does not require a fixation on the sickness, but actually we can lighten our load tremendously by focusing on the opening and the what is coming through the health the healing the love that's coming through we we gain so much in our ability to uh heal ourselves our ability to uh you know move more uh rapidly through you know, our process and to, um, we gain a trust in the world and a, um, and in our, our path of development becomes so much more, uh, it becomes so much easier. Um, and I, I just think that, uh, your, your, your statement was, was like so important, um, that, uh, you know, as a, as a reminder to people that as they go in and, um, whatever kind of healing they're involved in and, um, to remember to see at, um, if possible, both sides of what's happening, um, both what is going and also what is, um, coming in. Really very important thing. So, so to tailor on that, um, I think what I've experienced with working with people is when we put too much attention on what is being released and we give it our power, 
Yeah. That's when we have a tendency to become fearful, insecure, judgmental, and attached. When we put more attention in on loving ourselves and allowing this love to come in and being the observer of that of which is released without being attached to the stories, then it's healthier. But if we become attached to the stories, sometimes it's healthier to just focus in on that of which is more loving than attempting to understand that of which is being released because eventually through love, higher clarity comes in with greater understanding rather than trying to understand to get greater clarity. It's backwards. So sometimes letting go of of the focus of that of which is being released is healthier than focusing on that of which is being released until you get to the point of getting the greater clarity and then the freedom comes. Yep, yep. Yeah, really great. Really. Um, so um, what I'm hearing from you is that your particular way of working with people is that you're you're guiding these helping beings to be able to uh, uh, bring um, a higher energy to a certain, um, you know, sort of like to the, you know, stagnant, stuck block parts of the ego so that that um, can be released and that person has the potential of being able to connect in more deeply with who they truly are. I love the way you communicate. The, the, the most appropriate word is energy. When we go to a therapist, for an example, we focus in on the story and the beliefs. Mm-hmm. What I, and not that there's anything wrong with a therapist, because everything mm-hmm. has its purpose and its point. What I, and they focus in on your past, and mm-hmm. then bring it to the forward. What I do is, is I focus on the present moment, rather than the past, and I focus in on the energy behind the beliefs. Because energy behind the beliefs is easier to transform than the beliefs themselves because when you focus on the beliefs you get caught up in the attachments and then caught up in the story and then that's right. what you hooked in but when you're focusing on the energy there is no story right. so there's nothing to hook into yep it's easier to transform yep yep and bring in healthier beliefs great so um we're going to be wrapping up here in just a minute. So if people want to find out more about what you do or they're interested in what it is that you have to offer, how would they find out more about you? Um, I just created a brand new website. Hey, good for <laughs> you. I'm so excited. Um, so I'll say it and then I'll spell it. It's angelroselove.wix.com forward slash love. Angel, A-N-G-E-L. Rose, R-O-S-E, love, L-O-V-E, dot, Wix, W-I-X, dot com, forward slash love. And I have a special, if you go to angelroselovewix.com, forward slash angel, there's a package there, and if you mention this show, you get an extra $10 off. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. And uh, thank you for joining me today and uh, and offering all your wisdom. Well, I thank you. I absolutely enjoyed it. And my heart graciously thanks you for, for opening up and being able to have this beautiful conversation that we had. 
Great. All right. So we're going to go quickly to a commercial break, and then I'll be back with the rest of the show. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.ksigner.com. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. And um, today we've been talking about your life purpose. And just before uh, the break, I was talking to Angelica Rose, who was talking about how she helps people connect more in with the, um, the essence of who they are, um, their inner spirit, and helps them uh, bring that forward more into their life. So just a recap from the beginning. Um, initially, I was talking about the importance of clearing out space and that, um, you know, that was echoed um, by Angelica talking about how it is that, you know, our the what we could call our baggage, the the material that we hold um, from our, our life that we um, identify with, um, how that can kind of become prioritized in our awareness over the, our connection with our core. How that dis- can disrupt the whole process a little bit. Um, and then I was also talking about how it may, it's important for us to connect with how we do things. Right. So how it is that we approach our life, um, and, and some of that was also talked about in, in the conversation, um, with Angelica, where we look at, um, one, one of the big ways that it came up was looking at how we might focus on maybe the pain of what's being, um, what's being healed, uh, versus focusing on what it is that's coming in, how we might get fixated on the story or the problem. 
instead of being able to connect in with, um, you know, what it is that we are, are bringing in, what it is that we're opening up to. So that's, that's a really great example of a way that we might be approaching life that is getting in the way of being able to experience more of our life purpose, more of the core of who we are. Right? Because, um, when, whenever we sort of create these patterns, these, these how-tos, right? Whenever we create these patterns of, uh, you know, of, of functioning, of being, that uh, bring us out of alignment with ourselves, we bring ourselves kind of off track from um, our life purpose, off track from that uh, really being able to experience that essence and that core of who we are. So in, in our time left today, I'd like to walk you through, um, an exercise, uh, that might help you, uh, connect in a little bit more or become more aware of the types of, um, habits, structures, the ways that you go about things that might, uh, be getting in your way. Right. So how do you start to identify these? How do you start to see that it might not be what you're doing? It might be the approach to what you're doing that is really um, the problem. Right. And so the first thing that needs to happen in order to do this um, is we have to start to become a little bit more aware of where the discomfort is. Right. So initially, it's not that we want to focus on the problem. That's a, that's slightly different, but we have to be aware enough to notice when things are not working. Right. So if you look at the areas of your life where you have, um, discomfort, right? That discomfort can come in a number of different ways. It can come uh, through feedback through other people, maybe people being upset at something that you do. That doesn't mean that what you're doing is necessarily wrong. It's just feedback. So it could come through feedback um, from other people. It could come from um, an ability to move something forward that you really love, like maybe you have a passion uh, that you want to be able to see, uh, l- you want to live more in your life, and you're not able to uh, do that. That might be the, um, that might be the, uh, uh, a sign that, you know, you could make a shift. It could be that um, you just feel that kind of discomfort, attention, your heart, attention in your stomach, attention in your head, right? Something that shows you that you're you're holding or that you're um, you know you're you're not totally at ease. So once you recognize that you have that going on in inside of you, um, you know, what we often do is that we go, like I said, we take that 
that feeling and then we go to, okay, well, what can I do about it? What needs to change? Um, in the, ter- in terms of, uh, you know, maybe I need a new job or maybe I, I don't really like this person or maybe, you know, we come up with these things, these, uh, things that need to change. So, uh, what if instead you were to ask yourself, how might I be in better relationship Right? How might I be in, uh, better relationship with, um, this, this, this feeling? Okay? So how might I be in better relationship? What would a positive, you know, what would a positive connection look like? Um, and it'll break that down a little bit too. We just have a, a few minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, so I have a feeling of discomfort when I am approaching my, my work, right? So I'm not quite sure that I like my job, for example, right? And so, um, I, I, what happens is, that I, you know, I get this feeling of tension when I, you know, think about going to work, for example. Um, and then what I can ask myself instead is how is it, you know, how might I approach work in a way that would feel really good to me? Right. And the first thing that I'm doing here is that, um, the first thing that I'm doing here is that I am connecting to and getting clear on what a positive relationship might look like. Right. So this brings me out of the place where I am fighting and resisting, um, against a problem. And it brings me into connection with what a positive relationship might look like. And I encourage you to look at that in a couple different levels. You can look at that on both a, um, you know, kind of a more practical level of things. That's always helpful. It doesn't need to be left out. But I also look at it as what would be sort of that, those foundational ways of being in connection with my work? Um, you know, that would be most helpful for me. So we're, there's, uh, not very much time left in, in this particular show. We've just got about a minute left. Um, so I'm going to need to wrap up. But what I'd like you to do, just kind of look at an area where there's discomfort in your life. Then ask yourself, how is it that you want to be in relationship with that, right? What would be a healthy way for you to be in relationship with that? And then see what you can do as far as shifting yourself on the inside 
And I'll talk more about this moving forward so that I can elaborate kind of on, on, on this particular, you know, way of, um, of shifting yourself into connection with your life purpose. So, but that will be it for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me on Real Answers. And I will be ne- um, back next week talking more about life purpose and how you can connect, um, with yours more completely. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.